hey, uh, we've been having a conversation about dating. The really, really cool part is, is that some of us that are married have had the opportunity to kind of listen in uh, on the conversation and, and identify some stuff and go, oh, wow, I didn't know that, I didn't uh, do that, and, and maybe that's part of why, you know, things are kind of how they are right now, and, and you and I have been able to identify some stuff and maybe even begin to work on some stuff, even though uh, we're already married. But for the rest, for those that are single, here's what we've been uh, saying is, look, figuring out, finding uh, the person you're supposed to be with the rest of your life, the whole dating uh, scene right now, it is complicated. I mean, this is hard. I don't know that there's ever been a generation where it's been harder than it is right now. But one of the questions we've been asking is simply this, is it possible that it's harder than it has to be, that it doesn't have to be quite as complicated as it is, that, that maybe there is a ton of misinformation that you and I have been given that just makes this thing that much more confusing? And so we've said, well, we know, if this was like a graph and, and it was measuring how hard it is to navigate dating in today's culture, it, then we'd be sinking. But what if? What if things that we've been told, the, the way that our friends date, maybe what television tells us, maybe it's so messed up that it's harder than it has to be, more complicated. And what if we could just honestly address it and remove all of that? What if we could just take all of that confusion away? Then, then here's the answer. It, it would still be hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, it still wouldn't be an easy thing, but it would be so much less complicated to do this. So uh, we talked the first week, and uh, we talked about this idea of backyard dogs that right now within our culture, the culture says, hey, while you're dating, it's just spring break all the time, so just go be as selfish as you want. Do whatever you want with whoever you want, as often as you want. Just be as selfish as, as, as you want to be. Be a backyard dog. Just pee and poop everywhere you want. And then one day, uh, you'll put on a black tux, you'll put on a white dress, and magically, you'll be unselfish married people. We said, no, 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 you, 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 you've got, you and I have got to learn to date and treat each other while we're dating the way we intend to treat each other after we get married, which is selflessly. We then uh, talked last week and said, well, what about this idea of finding Mr. Right, Miss Right? And we said, guys, if, if you do that, you're going to make a horrible, horrible mistake because here's what happens when we do that. We take, we take ourselves who are not fully cooked and not totally complete. We're kind of halfway there, and we go find the person who's the matching other half, and we've got this illusion that two halves make a whole, and it doesn't. It makes something less than. And that instead of spending all of our effort and all of our time finding the person who completes us, we ought to be spending our time becoming a complete person. And to simply say to God, God, what is it that you need to do in me? What is it that you need to raise me up to so that when the right person walks in the room, I'll be ready and they would recognize me and all that you've done in my life and immediately be attracted to me? Today, we're just going to simply ask this question. Women all around the world have asked it. Where have all the good men gone? <laughs> and you know, there's actually an answer. And it's simply this, that, that I, think, I think the problem that we're facing right now is that we have created this artificial category for males that's, that's not quite a boy anymore, but they're not a man yet. They're just a guy. 
And how did that happen, and what would it take to reverse the trend? Now, this is, this is actually an incredibly interesting conversation because here, here's, here's the deal. Did you know that in the early church, women flocked to the church because it was the only place you could find a good man? See, here, here was the deal. You got to think about it. It's Roman culture, and women, women, are, women are less than human, according to Romans. Everything in society says, look, women are property. And, and, and right below a good pair of oxen is a woman. And suddenly the church bursts on the scene and what they are teaching men about women and the place they belong and how to treat them is so radical. And guys, you just need to get that what we're going to talk about today, guys, is absolutely countercultural. That, that what we're going to say today is different than how your friends behave. It's different than how your mom treats you. It's just different. It is totally countercultural. But here's the deal. When it was first said, it was even more countercultural. And the result of it was that women were deeply attracted to the church because the only place you could find a real man was in the church. Matter of fact, grab your Bibles and we'll look at a passage that began to cause uh, this stir. It's Ephesians chapter 5. If you're not familiar, if you go to the back of your Bible, work to the left, you're going to find this book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. And suddenly the disciples were teaching things about women and, and how to respond to them and how to treat them that was absolutely earth-shattering for the men of that culture. And it changed everything. Here it is. It's Ephesians chapter 5. We won't go through the whole thing, but here, just one verse that uh, may stand out. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Here's what it simply says. Husbands, love your wives. And I guarantee you, as the Apostle Paul is teaching this in church, there's some guy in the back row that raises his hand and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Love the girl? She's property, right? I mean, I mean, you own the girl. And he goes, no, 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 no. You don't own the girl. Love the girl. And I'm just telling you, for every young man hearing this, it was absolutely radical. It absolutely turned around everything they had ever been taught, everything that their friends were doing. Love the girl. And, and, then, and then he goes on, and he says, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. He says, men, men, look, you, you need to give yourself up for her. That's what men do. Just like Jesus? Yeah, just like, didn't he die doing that? Yes. Yes. And men, here's the deal. You ought to be able to look her in the eyes and say, I would die if it was for your good. I will lay down my life to bless you. Because, because, you ready? Because that's what godly men do. And is there any doubt why women in that culture flocked to the church? And guys, here's the thing that just alarms me right now as we're having this conversation today. You and I live in a culture where women have once again become a commodity. There's something you use to get your own pleasure, whether that's in person or on the internet. And, and we could not be any closer to what was happening in that first century. And the truth is women ought to be flocking to the church to find good men, and they're not. And here's why. 
because the young men of the church treat women the same way our culture treats women. And the church is full of guys who need to grow up and be men. And guys, I'm just going to, as we have this conversation today, I, I'm not going to have this conversation to beat you up. I'm just not. I'm not. But I am going to have this conversation to ask you to step up and to challenge you to stop doing this the way your friends do this, to stop letting your mom put on your diapers and just be a man. <laughs> be a man. And what you're going to find is, well, no, 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 wait, 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 okay. And that's the other shoe down. And women, if you're sitting next to, do not do this. Okay? Do not do this. Matter of fact, we make it to the sermon that talks about how women help guys be guys. But guys, I'm, I'm just, I'm not here to be, I'm here to ask you to consider stepping up, rising up. Because here's the thing, deep within your heart, I know you want to. So let's just do that today. Okay, so let's talk for a second. What, what's the problem? How, how, did we get, what, how did we get this to happen? And here's the deal. We created a thing called adolescence. Now, stop and think about this. You ratchet back in history and go back in culture. Uh, in culture, here's what happened. You, you, you were a boy, and then the next step from being a boy was you were a man. Nothing in between. You went from being a boy to being a man. And often, guys, you want to hear something totally crazy? Often this happened like when you were 13, 14, 15. You go from being a boy to a man. And there actually were five kind of events that kind of marked this moment within the life of a boy as he became a man. One was you left home. <laughs> the, the other was you finished your training or your apprenticeship. Uh, the next one was you started a career. <laughs> you got married and you had kids. And you want to hear the crazy part is? Very often, all five of those things happened almost simultaneously in the life of a boy as he transitioned to a man. And then we came along, we got smarter than that. We said, well, no, 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 no. There needs to be an intervening step. So, before, before you become a man, you're a boy, and then you're a teenager. You're, you're an adolescent. And, and this is just kind of that in-between preparatory time. Now, here's the deal. It's probably okay. As a matter of fact, in today's culture, there's such a demand on education, and, and I think life is more complicated right now. I think it's okay if we have a transition time. Here's the problem. We went from having boys who then became teenagers... To something else. <laughs> we, we, we created guys. And, and, and they're, they're not quite boys, but they're, they're not quite men yet either. They're just a guy. And you want to hear the crazy part? You can be a guy from like 20 to 40. 
here's, here's, how you, here's how you know if you've run into a guy. Uh, they're probably still living with their mom, and they're 27. Or, or they're living in an apartment with 12 other guys, so their rent's only 50 bucks. Uh, they're on the eight-year plan at college because they're so focused and such a go-getter. Uh, they deliver pizzas part-time so that they can play video games 70 hours a week. He's a guy. And I know, I know some of you going, well, Lynn, I mean, I mean, there's nothing sinful about that, right? I mean, if I deliver pizzas part-time and play video games 70 hours a week and eat your planet, I mean, there's nothing, the Bible didn't say that's sinful. No, you're right. I, I can't tell you it's sinful today. It's just stupid. No, 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 no. You go, but, but the Bible doesn't say anything about it. But guys, guys, you get this, right? You get, you get that there's some things that are sinful, and then there are some things that are just stupid. There's nothing sinful about eating your lawnmower, but it's stupid. And we have created this prolonged adolescence. Now, let me just ask you a question. What's the rite of passage for him? I mean, what does that guy do that ever marks the place where he walks across and becomes a man? Is it when he takes the altar of Kratos in God of War 3? I'm a man! <laughs> Is it when he drinks his friends under the table getting drunk? I'm a man! What, what is it that marks this guy moving to here? And we have, think about this, guys, we have absolutely removed any rites of passages from our culture. No wonder this guy's stuck. When does he grow up? And here's the problem, guys. We are living right now with a lie that says this is normal. Matter of fact, maybe even this is preferred because it gives him time to find himself. Can I just tell you that if we're going to get, you, you and I have got to remove that lie. How bad, think about this, how bad is it that we have 30-year-olds, 30-year-old males within our culture that can't land what 13-year-olds used to land? How broken are we? And, and here's what you need to know. The, the, defining, the defining characteristic of a guy is simply this. Responsibility is bad. And a matter of fact, the longer you can go not having to be responsible for anyone or anything, the better your life is. Only take on responsibility when you are absolutely forced and the DNA test proves it's yours. And you want to hear the crazy part? Our culture plays right into this. That, that within our culture, there's this whole spirit of consumerism that says, look, since you don't know when you become a man, we'll, we'll tell you how to become a man. And it's all about, you ready? Consuming something. So our culture says, look, hey, buy our beer, then you'll be a man. Uh, buy our truck, because only men drive our trucks, and then you can be a man. Beat the video game. 
God of War 3, and then you're a man. Bed down the girl. Consume the girl. And then you're a man. And guys, here's the answer. All we've succeeded in doing is creating a bunch of guys who are deeply, deeply selfish consumers. And guys, you will never be a man by consuming something. You can't play enough video games to make you a man. You can't drink enough alcohol to make you a man. You can't watch enough porn to make you a man. You can't do enough online gambling to make you a man. You cannot consume something to manhood because men, you ready? Men don't consume, men produce. They produce legacy. They, they produce families where they say, look, I am, I am the spiritual head of this home, and I am, I am taking a stand, and I am going to raise godly children who are terrified that they will never rise to be as good as their dad. Men, men produce, and the world is a better place because you lived, not because you left a bunch of empty bottles behind. And guys, if you and I stay on the track of simply consuming, 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 you will never be a man. You will simply be a boy who shaves. Let, let, let's talk for a second about why this is so devastating to women. <laughs> when men decide to stay guys. Because you, you guys get that when you're dating a woman, you're auditioning to be her man, not to be her guy. You're auditioning to be her man. And, and, and what you've got to grasp in this moment is, is that she is absolutely wired by God to respond to a man, not to a boy who shaves. Okay? So here, here's the deal. If you want to put a job description on what a man is supposed to do for a woman, the easiest thing to put on is one word. Provider. Provider. Now, guys, we get this wrong because we think that simply means if I go to work and bring home a paycheck, then I'm a provider. But the answer is there's actually four things that only a man can provide for a woman and what she longs to have you provide. And the first one is a paycheck, guys. The first one is, hey, men, men, men have careers, and they go out and work for a living. Matter of fact, years ago, I'm in Bible college, and I need a job, and it turns out there was one of the guys who was going to Bible college, started working on a freight dock. Now, dude, freight dock, Bible college student, those two things should not mix because, it, guys, you know this, a freight dock is just a big locker room with trucks. And so here are all these guys, and I mean, they're just saying vile, vile things. They've got horrible pictures hanging around. They're telling... They're telling stories about women that have no business being told, and now here comes a seminary student to work on the freight dock. You know what's interesting? The best employee, the best truckloader on the freight dock ended up being that seminary student. And, and then when there was an opening, he went into the main office. He said, hey, I, I got another guy at the seminary. I think, I think maybe he could come work. And they said, well, he said, no, just, why don't you give him a try? And he brought his friend. Turns out the two of them 
best employees on the dock, loaded more trucks faster, less grief, less problem. Do you know what actually became culture at Side Motor Freight there in Dallas? That when they had a job opening, they would actually post it at our Bible college before they posted it anywhere else. Because you ready for this? The best employees they could find were Christian men. And I'm just going to say to you guys that if you're a man, the best employee at Intel ought to be the Christian men. The, 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 the best employee in the school district ought to be Christian. It just did. Men have got careers. Guys have got hobbies. Video games. Playing in the band. Online gambling. See, see, matter of fact, their mantra is simply this. What is the least amount of work I can do so that I can reserve myself to have the most amount of fun? And guys don't have careers. They simply have hobbies. Internet late at night. Second thing that a man has to provide for a woman. <laughs> Emotional support. See, here's what a man says. A man says, look, I, I am going to care for and caress your heart long before I ever caress your body. Guy, he's simply looking for friends with benefits. Third thing, third thing that a woman longs for uh, from a man. Ready? Spiritual leadership. Now, this, this one even has sometimes our are Christian married guys confused? I mean, how do, you, how do you provide spiritual leadership? Guys, this is not hard. This is so much simpler than you think. It's just simply called a business plan. And, and all God is asking you to do is simply do this. Have a plan, have a business plan, so that your kids end up being better Christians than you are. That's all it is. Just have a plan that your kids would end up being better Christians than you are when you're done. So if that's the plan, let me just ask you something, guys. If that's the plan, and if you're the guy in church, how often should your family go to church if your kids need to be better spiritually than you? If your kids need to be better spiritually than you, and all of a sudden you're signing up for soccer, but that's the night of home group Bible studies, what should the spiritual leader of the home make as a decision in that moment if he has a plan? It's because I'm, this, this is easy. If your kids are supposed to end up better than you, then when it comes time to tuck them in bed at night, men, how often should you pray with them? How often should you take a children's Bible and read a little Bible story? If your kids are going to end up better than you, and the minute you answer that question for your home, you just became the spiritual leader. Guys, guys are still just trying to figure out where God even fits in their life. They're not even sure they're serious about God. They're, they're just, they're, they're just kind of… And then finally… Every, every woman uh, needs a man who will make a commitment to her. Guys, you know this intuitively, right? Because what is always the question hanging in the room? Where do we stand? And when will we have a commitment? And a man, a man looks that woman in the eyes and says, I'll tell you where my commitment is. I would lay down my life 
for you. He just wants to play house so he can keep his options open. And ladies, I'm just going to say, ladies, this is, if he's getting the milk for free, why is he going to buy the cow? And, and here's the thing, here's the thing that guys, that, ought, that simply ought to just land for you, and especially for the gals in the room today. You realize that this guy cannot meet any of the needs of a woman. He can't provide because he doesn't have a career. He's simply got hobbies. He, he's not interested in taking care of her emo emotionally. He simply wants friends with benefits. There, there, there's, there's no way that he's going to be the spiritual leader of that household because he's not even sure where he is spiritually. And he's never going to make a commitment because something better may come along. And he has no capacity to ever meet the needs of a woman. Here, here's, here's the thing I think is interesting is, do you realize women perpetuate guys? We, they do. We live in a culture right now with single moms. And, and here's, you know, he, he just was having a hard time paying rent. So I know, I know he's 27, but I let him move back in. So, I, I mean, let me tell you this. Every girl out there is looking for a guy who doesn't have a job, but his mom's got a good one. He can't afford a car right now, so I'm driving him around. Are you kidding me? And girlfriends, you do the same thing. And, and Ladies, let me just say something to you. If you find yourself attracted to a guy, you're finding yourself attracted to him because he's a boy, and that is called maternal instinct. You're attracted to him the same way you would be to a child that you need to grow up. And if you link your life with a guy, you will never know the romance and you will never know the passion of being with a man. See, here's what I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for someday to be walking through the mall and, and there's going to be some guy with a beef jerky binky in one hand, <laughs> a beer sipper cup in the other, and being pushed in a stroller by his girlfriend. <laughs> who says, but he's got so much potential. <laughs> Girls, date men. And if there aren't any, be celibate. <laughs> it's the quickest way to make a guy decide to become a man. What does it mean to be a man? What would it mean for some of us in this room who maybe say, look, I, you know, I, I get it. I've been kind of caught in this, and this is, this is kind of how I've lived and what I've done up until now, and I, I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to maybe move out of that, and I want to cross that. What, what does it look like to be a man who treats a woman like a woman? Grab your Bibles one more time. It's First Peter. If you don't know where First Peter is, if you go back to back of your Bible and then go really, really slowly because you're going to get into all sorts of really small, tiny little books. It's First Peter. First Peter chapter 3. 
First Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 7, here's what it says. Husbands, and guys, 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 don't get messed up because you realize dating is auditioning to be her man. Husbands, in the same way, be considered as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you in the gracious gift of life. Guys, stop and think about it. You realize what just called her, called her an heir with you. Guys, if you were dating the boss's daughter, would you bring her home drunk? Would you steal her virginity if you were dating the boss's daughter? You go, oh, that'd be stupid. I mean, if the boss ever heard about that, I mean, what would he do? Guys, you're dating the boss's daughter because her heavenly father is God. She is your sister in Christ, and don't you dare, don't you dare treat her any way that you wouldn't want someone treating your sister on a date. As heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that, you ready for this? so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Guys, you get to what's to say? The way you treat the women in your life, the way you treat your wife, the way you treat your girlfriend has deep spiritual effect and says, look, if you dishonor her, then your heavenly father's got a problem with that. He says, look, I may not even answer your prayers because your relationship spiritually will be harmed. So treat her the way your heavenly father would want her treated. Now, ladies, some of you are freaking out on the first part of that verse where it says, hey, treat her, treat her as the more delicate, the weaker vessel. Ladies, that, that is, don't get, don't get weird on that. God's not, here's what he's simply doing. He's saying, okay, you always thought guys were tools? They are. Okay, they are. And then in contrast to that, women are the more delicate vessel, the more precious of the two, which means anytime you've got something that's delicate and precious, it deserves honor. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, look, guys, guys, God made you strong and burly and with about two emotions, but he did that on purpose. <laughs> and you can't treat her like one of the guys. You've got to treat her as precious. You've got to honor her as something wonderful, and not just one of the guys. And matter of fact, what you're supposed to do, guys, is you're to leverage your strength to bless her. See, part of her finding a man is to say, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that will leverage my strength, my ability, my capacity to your blessing. Which, guys, this is why, and I know it sounds old-fashioned, this is why you ought to open her door. Because, because you're ready, you get what you're saying in that moment? I will leverage my strength to bless you. And it's a small thing, don't be wrong, it's a teeny thing, but it's a reminder that I'm the man that will leverage my strength to bless you. Guys, it's why you pay the check in the date. Because at that moment, you're saying, no, 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 no. I am leveraging my capacities, my abilities, my strengths to bless you. I would never ask you. I'm five years old, and 
I'm walking home from church with my grandma. My grandma, my grandpa was a pastor and he lived just a few blocks from the church in a parsonage and I'm walking home one night after church with my grandma and suddenly she turns to me, she says, Lynn, you're walking on the wrong side. And I said, what? And she said, no, 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 no. Men walk on the outside so that just in case, just in case a car gets off track or something comes that's dangerous, then, then you can push her out of the way. Think about this. Here is my grandma. She probably could have beat the holy tar out of me. I'm five. And she's calling me as a five-year-old boy to act like a man. And here's what I understood in that moment, that the role of a man was to lay down his life, if need be, for her. And I'm going to tell you, a five-year-old little boy walked home with his chest stuck out walking on the right side of the street. Because men, what God is saying in this moment is you are to leverage your strength. This is what men do. Men leverage their strength to say, look, nothing gets past me to harm you. Not, no, no, one can, no one's going to do to you until they go over me. And I will leverage my strength to bless you. You know what guys do? They leverage their strength to get what they want from the girl. Because they're guys. They're guys. Men, you want to hear something really, really cool? If you can get this, if, if you can move up, this makes you deeply attractive to women. Can the women say amen? Amen. Okay? In a culture that is absolutely inundated with guys, if a woman can spy a man, he is deeply attracted to her. Matter of fact, our high school pastor who was up here doing announcements a little earlier went to some of his high school girls and said, hey, they're just going to ask you a question. Is it possible for a guy who's a four, physically speaking, if, if he were just a really great guy and had his life together for God, is it possible for him to become like a seven or an eight? Guess what our high school girls said? No. <laughs> he went to our college department and asked exactly the same question. Is it possible? Is it possible for a guy who's a four, if he's a godly man and honors women, is it possible for him to move from a seven to an eight? And without pause, our college girls said, absolutely. You know what the difference was? Our high school girls still haven't dated their guys yet. The college girls have. And when you become a man after God's heart, you become deeply attractive to a woman. The truth is, guys, if we were good at this, women would be flocking to the church because the only place they could find a real man would be in this room. So you say, well, Lynn, what, you know, what do I do from here? I mean, what are, you, what are you asking me to do? I'm asking you to get a job. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you're flipping burgers. Get a job. Something that looks a little bit like a career path. Even if it's McDonald's management, I don't care. When, when Lisa and I had been married for, for about a year and a half, I had done all my seminar, college training, done all that stuff. I couldn't find a ministry job. I mowed lawns. Get a job. Care for her heart. 
Guys, every girl who dates you should be closer to God because she dated you. Make a commitment. Be willing to look that woman in the eye and say, look, if this thing goes where this thing needs to go, I, I, I'm going to put down the video games. I, I'm, and guys, I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer, okay? Video games are what you do after you come home from work, not what you do for work. And I, I'm just the guy. Look, I'm just telling you, I'm the guy. I'm the guy, you ready, that will lay down his life for you. And if you can do those things, you'll be the man. You'll be the man. Let's pray. Hey, dear Lord Jesus, we, uh, we just simply come before you, and God, we do. We live in a culture that allows young men to remain boys, to, to, to somehow be Peter Pan for their entire life, to never quite grow up and live in the real world. And God, it is killing us. We, we don't have fathers for our homes. We don't have husbands for their wives because we've got a generation of guys. And I'm just going to ask that out of this room, you would so stir the hearts, especially of our young men in this room that would say, I'm, I'm just going to step up. I, I refuse for the women of today to have to say, I, there are no good men. I'm going to be a good man. I'm going to be a good man. And God, if we did that, if we did that, we'd bring so much honor and glory to you. The church, the church would be known as the place where real men reside. So do that. Just raise us up. Call us into manhood today for your glory, for your praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen.